Welcome back to the To The Heights podcast. Um, we are here in the Catholic TV studio in Watertown, and I am excited to have a nice little chit-chat. Ah, I can't talk already. <laughs> you got it. I am. I'm tired. It's okay. I just came from a three-hour-long art critique where I've been standing critiquing other students' artwork. But, you know, we're having a good time. Um, I have someone with me who is a familiar face to the podcast or familiar voice. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah. So uh, my name is Michaela Hagar, and I was the first episode of season oh, yeah. one. Um, and I'm a youth minister in Hingham, Massachusetts, and I'm in my fourth year of youth ministry, which is crazy. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you were our first ever guest, like yeah. almost a year ago. I think we recorded in March. Yeah. Right. It came out June first. June first. Yeah. There's there's a little bit of a gap there. It's so good. Um, but I recorded all of season one before any of season one came out, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There, there was a learning curve there. That was a good episode. Um, and it feels like a century ago that we were in here. But also kind of just feels like it was yesterday. True. I like walked in. I was like, hey, what's up, everyone? Hey. Like, yeah. <laughs> Saw you yesterday. Saw you yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, uh, this is almost the 20th episode of the podcast, I think. Wow. Um, I think this is number 19. Which I think we're about about due for a little chit chat episode. Last season we had um, an Ask Olivia episode mm-hmm. to kind of like interject between all of the like interview style things where we kind of flipped it around and Kelsey asked me questions that people had asked, and that was quite the adventure. <laughs> um, people learned quite a bit about me. Um, Always good. Yes. Yeah. I think it was it was called like Liturgy Almond Butter and Saints or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember that one. Yeah. Which um yeah that. Enough said there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the topic for today um, is twofold. So last time you were on the podcast, you were kind of getting ready to leave on a big trip. So I'd like to talk about said big trip and your takeaways from the big trip. Um, And then I also want to kind of like take a step back on the podcast and chat about um, what kind of is like linking all of these people together, which is a similar takeaway from what you have from your big trip. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to cover. You're a youth minister. Um, for people who don't know you, I don't know. Go listen to that first episode. The audio is cringy, but, you know, it, it's a good episode. But the title is perfect. What was the title? Something like... Oh, um, I remember coming Saints, in- Otters, and Everything in Between. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I remember, like, you said that right at the end of the episode. And, like, after I hit stop record, you were like, that's it. That's the title, That's the right? title. Yes. <laughs> And as you just pointed out in the lobby that you felt like you were in yesterday, um, earlier today, that was a confusing sentence, um, <laughs> we realized that the um, the first, like, thumbnail of the podcast episode, because every episode has, like, a thumbnail with a picture of the person, so you can kind of, like, associate a picture and a voice, and that goes up on social media, but your picture is of you in Haiti with a goat, <laughs> um, which little did I know when I picked that picture that goats would become a thing. On this podcast um and now we actually we have goat t-shirts oh, um yeah. thank you father cassidy for that idea <laughs> um, yes goats are now a thing and i thought it started with sister bethany's episode which was like halfway through season one she said her favorite animals were goats we went on a rant about goats goats just kept coming up and then at sls we just like the whole goat idea just <laughs> exploded and now there's a tweet that's like super trending on twitter that father cassidy like tweeted in reply to me and it's like i will market the heck out of your podcast if it gets me a goat pilgrimage to canada and out of pilgrimage (laughs) i didn't know those existed yes um i think we just made it up but like that super (laughs) out of context tweet has just been like retweeted and shared and liked and like i don't know it has it has a context i promise but like this huge discussion of goat pilgrimages has just it's a thing i love it we're going back to our roots what about I hear you've got another uh another goat product. I don't know if you want to talk about that now. The goat product that I was just given? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um so Kelsey, our wonderful producer who is actually episode 1 of this season, um on January 1st, she just gave me my first to the heights mug um which has a goat on it and so all right. Here, here's the promo time. So <laughs> at the beginning of the year, Catholic TV launched Grexley, grexley.com, which is podcast like a podcast division of Catholic TV. And it has Patreon, so you can support your favorite podcast, which includes To the Heights, 
St. Dimna's Playbook by Tommy Tai, who's also been on the podcast and a bunch of other really cool ones. Kelsey has one called Daughters. Highly recommend. Alexis, the triplet's older sister, yeah. has one, Paper Cranes. And ironically, Kathleen, like one of my best friends ever, was just on it like last week. That's um, insane. And Kathleen didn't tell me that she was here. Wow, rude. I know. <laughs> and Alexis stole her before I could steal her for To the Heights. I'm not bitter. <laughs> it's um, fine. It's fine. But anyway, Patreon is patreon.com slash grexley and it has we call it the grex cast but it's this like exclusive podcast that only happens periodically that adam who's like the producer mastermind behind grexley along with kelsey um he puts it out and he interviews different people kind of like the making of the podcast and he had me and kelsey on the first episode of it and we were talking about like what should like the merch look like for To the Heights because yeah. everyone else had merch before I did. Yeah. Um, so like all of these other podcasts that just started like all have merch and like it's out in circulation and I just like had never come up with merch. And so we were talking mountains to the heights and goats are a thing. And Father Cassidy had requested goat shirts. So a mountain goat that exists. So this is a lovely mountain goat on a mug. Um, and everyone should purchase it and yes. support this podcast. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. sounded very enthusiastic. Sorry. <laughs> I was like saying it like, is it weird for me to promo this? No. Yes, yeah. everyone should. It's it's a dope mug. It's very, if you're into like the simplistic style of things, like minimalist, it's right up your alley. It's got the really nice uh, script that is really uh, popular right now. What's that called? Uh, calligraphy yes there's the word (laughs) there's a story behind that too oh i want to know that (laughs) yeah um yeah but yeah definitely and like i mean who doesn't love goats yes and it comes on a t-shirt too also on a t-shirt yes so represent and you can like pick which color the t-shirt comes yeah i yeah check out the store yeah go look at the merch (laughs) we might have been late to the game but we're coming (laughs) strong yes um the script if you also find your way to the grex cast which is on our patreon um adam could not find so the reason why my merch was delayed was funny you should note the beautiful calligraphy um they couldn't find the font that i had downloaded from a sketchy font website Mm. to create the thumbnail of the podcast like the classic like to the heights script that's on everything um they couldn't find what font it was um so once i provided the font adam now made beautiful merch so at all i don't know how we got here <laughs> it's gonna be a great episode guys <laughs> just fair warning i'm on my second cup of coffee which to uh, most listeners will be like oh that's nothing like no. i'm on my eighth cup i only drink one cup a day so i'm gonna be a little spazzy oh. a little oh, all over yes. the place yeah and i i don't even know i i've had the most ridiculous day already <laughs> and i will have the most ridiculous day i don't have class on monday or friday so all of my classes are tuesday wednesday thursday which is like a lot miserable (laughs) um i have mostly once a week classes so i have like a once a week class like twice a day so i have like three hour classes so i just came from a three hour class and then after this i will go to liturgical choir for two hours and then i will go to another three hour class and then i have a prayer service from nine to ten and then i have mass at ten and then you'll sleep sometime then i need to do my homework for tomorrow's once a week classes oh yeah what a life. Yes. Eventually, I will learn to do the homework before these three days of, like, <laughs> hell. And, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Um, sainthood. Ah. <laughs> Michaela, would you like to tell us what you've been up to since the last time that we talked? So we established that you like goats <laughs> and that you're a youth minister in Hingham and that you are connected to, like, 90% of the podcast guests because <laughs> you either have taught them, you work with them. Or I don't know what the other options are. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, what did you do right after the last podcast episode that you kind of like teased us all about and like hyped us all up about and then we didn't hear? So now we're hearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, last time I was here when we were recording in March, um, I was getting ready to kind of live out something that I felt the Lord was calling me to for like a couple of years, but the timing was just never lined up. And that was um, to hike the Camino de Santiago, which is 550 mile pilgrimage on foot. Um, Starts in France in St. Jean-Pierre-de-Port. And then you go up and over the Pyrenees. And um, then you the rest of it is in Spain. And you walk all the way across Spain to um, 
Santiago, which is the the tomb of St. James, uh, the apostle. So my myself and my friend Holly, uh, we, we headed over there in the end of May, middle of May? Mm-hmm. End of May? End of May, yeah. yeah. End of May to middle of June. So it took us 33 days um, to walk it, and it was probably one of the most incredible things that I've ever done. And I didn't really, I know in the last podcast I had mentioned like, oh, like I want to do, if it's going to take me 33 days, I want to do a meditation on Mm, like the different, like Christ was alive for 33 years. So like each year of Christ, and and I know that there's so many gaps there and we really only know the most about the last three years when it was his public ministry. Um, but just to, you know, keeping in mind, he's fully human, he's fully divine. So like the first year of just like him being little, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being completely dependent, you know, and, and of course, longer than just that first year, but to, to kind of enter into the Holy Family's life and to, to remember like it was quiet, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't, there was nothing, scripture said there was nothing about him that would make us look at him, right? There, there was no way that they really stood out per se. Um, so that was kind of my game plan going into it. Um, and the Lord had, had a different plan. (laughs) Um, so when I was over there, I did like, essentially it's super freeing because you get up at like six and you're on the trail and you just walk and you try to be done by like noon or like one or two the latest because it just gets so hot Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's, you're carrying, you know, all your weight, like 35 pounds on your back every day um so you don't really want to be out when it's like 110 and there's no (laughs) shade and you're like i'm in the spanish desert yeah like this is so difficult Mm -hmm. you know um so there's just so much freedom though and just knowing that like um, i didn't have a phone while i was over there um or my phone didn't work um so all i had was was wi-fi when we stopped so there was that freedom of just like you have so much time. You have six hours every day to just walk and pray and like um, really just that invitation to go deep with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there are people that walk it along the way. It's a very well populated um, pilgrimage route. So there's that opportunity to not only encounter the Lord through silence and, and walking. Um, and there are chapels that are open, you know, along the way you can stop in and pray and um, but also just to encounter the Lord and, and the people that you meet um, and to hear their stories of, of why, like, why are you walking it? And there, there's, there was a lot of variety. There were people who were just finished their semester at school and at college, and this is what they were doing before they, they headed back to the States. If they were studying abroad, there were people who um, were literally like retired and they were just doing it because they were retired and they had the time. <laughs> um, a lot of countries overseas give like a substantial amount of vacation time. Mm. Um, so there were a lot of people who this was like just their vacation and they were coming and walking it. And, um, you know, and then there were those who were walking it for spiritual reasons. Yeah. But it was kind of cool to to encounter Christ in each person um, in in different ways. Uh, so I, I went over... Um, with the intention of like going deeper in my relationship with God the Father, mm. um, and just kind of like diving back into that because if I don't understand God as my Father, I'm going to really struggle to understand my identity as His daughter because yeah. that identity is completely rooted in His. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of like my my intention going over there, and there were a few others as well, but that was probably the the biggest one, and from that. Um, kind of stemmed this deep desire and and thirst, you could say, for holiness. And having grown up in the church and, you know, having the blessing of really studying theology in school um, at Franciscan University, I, like, I got that on a head level that, like, okay, yes, every baptized Christian is called to be a saint. Like, it's not a call for the elite. It's not a call for the few. It's like, it's a universal call to holiness. Mm -hmm. And I got that. Um, But this call became very, very personal while I was on uh, on the Camino. Um, But yeah, I can go into that a little more, but I don't know if there's any, I want to leave the space for it. I'll (laughs) just keep talking. Um, 
Yeah, so I did I did want to talk about sainthood today just because uh, <laughs> because there's nothing else to talk about because that's the ultimate like that wasn't meant to be like <laughs> there's nothing to talk about about sainthood. That that was meant to be like a like what else could you possibly like what is better to talk about than sainthood? Um and I walked away from SLS this year, which was this year's focus conference that we actually recorded an episode at, um, which was super cool with Father Cassidy. But I walked away with that whole experience um, kind of with a similar takeaway and just like this very personal like version of that call. And I don't know, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but like as much as I love like the culture of, I don't even know what label to put on it, whether it's charismatic or life teen or like what, I don't know, we're just so like, you hear it all the time. Right. That, like, you're called for more, like, you're called to be a saint. Um, but then, like, I don't know, you almost become desensitized to it. Right. Um, and it takes these, like, breakthrough moments to remind you that that is, like, a personal call. And it's not just, I don't know, it's not just you. Especially right. when we're surrounded by people, like, I don't know, I was one of the few practicing Catholics in my grade in high school. So, like, I don't know, I felt like the special one you know what I mean mm-hmm. um which is a prideful thing but also a weird thing and a product of my environment um but I don't know something that shifted during like the focus conference was this idea of like make heaven crowded like what do I have to lose like I want to go to heaven and bring as many people as I possibly can with me right. and like what a joy it is like in the process like their whole model of discipleship and like having Bible study and meeting one-on-one with friends and, like, dragging them to heaven with you. (laughs) Like, I don't know. That's just so appealing. And, like, I don't know. Like, what more could you want to talk about with people than that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I – that's beautiful. That's beautiful that that was, like, the huge focus of SLS. And beautiful that you had that, you know, that personal call, you Mm -hmm. know, while you were there. Um, Yeah. I don't don't know if you experienced this, but, like – or if any of our listeners have have had this encounter yet. Um, But it really, like, sparks something deep where, like, all of a sudden, like, it's – it becomes, like, your main focus. Like, everything around – like, everything about your life becomes, like – that's almost like your gravity point. Like, Mm -hmm. it's ultimately the Lord because that's where the the call comes from. Um, But it – like, everything I do now, like – Inter, like interactions with people and work and um even just like how I take care of myself the fact mm-hmm. that like I intentionally like get sleep I inten- yeah. you know what I mean like there's there everything has become so intentional mm-hmm. um and it doesn't mean like we get it right all the time you know yeah. like we we mess up all the time or at least I, I mess up all the time yeah. right um but the difference right like saying uh Jose Maria Escriva says, like, a saint is a sinner who keeps trying. Yeah. Like, that's that's the difference. It's not, like, there's always this temptation, I feel like, um, just within our human frailty that when we when we mess up, it's easy to really, like, get down on ourselves and beat ourselves up. And, you know, my friends, like, if, if that's something you've struggled with, like, that is such a, a, a strategy of the enemy. Yes. Like, don't – please don't fall mm-hmm. for that because – he wants you to stay down you know like if he can get you to give up like he's won like he hasn't won the battle but he's definitely like ahead you know what I mean he's he's working towards um his his plan instead of you know the Lord's plan so never ever get discouraged um always remember that like there's nothing you can do that's gonna make the Lord love you any more or any less um all you have to do is like trust, like mm-hmm. trust in his mercy. And I'm sure some of you are sitting here right now listening to this podcast and being like, all right, cool. Like that's also <laughs> that's something so I've nice. always heard. Yeah. yeah. That's also something I've always heard in youth group or, you know, religion class or whatever, like from my grandma, whoever is your, your, um, that voice, yeah, yeah, that voice in your life that is trying to lead you to the Lord. Um, so I do want to offer some practicals because it's, it's yes. like, if not, it's just a really nice idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, so I guess I'll just speak from my own experience um, Go for it. and then I'll, I'll try and give like other practical examples. But so coming off of the Camino, there there was that call to to holiness and um, that personal call. And for me, it kind of took the shape of un, un, uh, 
not so not consciously i guess subconsciously i was turning to pretty much all of those religious voices in my life mm-hmm. um before i would go to the lord yes so i still like yeah. had a prayer life i was still like daily mass and you know different devotionals and, and regular confession which like absolutely stay close to the sacraments you know mm-hmm. um but i found that i was also spending a a lot of time listening to a lot of different good yeah. voices. So for example, like my spiritual director, like I, I would go to him before I would go to prayer with like a question or, or something happening yeah. or, um, you know, even like role models within the workplace, talking to them about like, how can I do ministry better? Um, or even like podcasts, like I yeah. listen to a lot of like um, the Abiding Together podcast and um, Father Mike Schmitz with Bulldog Catholic and all that, like all amazing things. But I remember walking on on the Camino and like hearing this this sentence in in my heart, and it was like a correct. I believe it was a correction from the Lord, but it was a turning point, yeah. and it was stop seeking my disciples more than you seek me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, okay, yeah. like that that's enough to shake you, right? And to, mm-hmm. to you know, awake, oh, oh sleeper, right? Yeah. Like remember, like wake up. Um, so I was like, yeah. So, and I didn't, you know, I didn't stop listening to people or yeah. like, you know, become disobedient, but to just, you know, put first things first mm-hmm. um, and to, to remember your first love, which is the Lord, you know? So kind of, di- so for a practical, sorry, um, mm-hmm. would be like, make sure that, who who are you listening to? Yeah. Right. Who are the voices that are that are influencing you? Um, but always, always make sure that the Lord is number one. Yeah. In that in like a personal prayer. Um like what order you're listening to those voices. Because right. I actually as with so many things in our faith, like it's such a delicate balance. I was having a conversation with Father Sunisha, ironically, um, a few days ago and I don't know, we were talking about like desolation and how um so often, like, we feel alone in those moments, like, in the desert. Right. Um, but we're really not alone because, like, the Lord is not <laughs> – that sounds so cliche, too. <laughs> <laughs> How can I say this in not a cliche way? But, like, his voice doesn't need to be directly from him. It can be through, like, the mouthpieces of other people in your life. Right. Um, so even if, like, there is, like, seemingly silence in prayer, like, the answer is – could be coming through other interactions that you're having and other people that like, I know that Tommy Ty talks about it a lot on his podcast with regard to like therapists and stuff. Like you can't just like, you can't hang your hat on like just the Lord telling you exactly what to do. Cause that's not, that's not trust. That's like waiting around, like waiting, you know what I mean? Like you have to trust that he, he knows your life and knows you and your heart well enough to give you the answers in the way that you're best going to receive them. Yeah. Um, I forget where I was going with that. Oh dear. Um, yeah, but the balance between like, I feel like it's a reordering because if like you are in desolation and the Lord's not like giving you like profound full sentences, Mm -hmm. um, it is good to be listening to the people around you. I think it's just a balance between and like, who do you go to first? Like you always have to go to him first. And if it seems like there's silence, then maybe your answer is found in option number two, which isn't really option number two. It's just option number one in a different form. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of words. No, that, <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And even like you were saying, like in desolation, like even if you don't feel it, like faith begins when you stop feeling. Yes. You know? Yeah. So if you are like, you know, you're in a period in your, your prayer life where you just feel like your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling or mm-hmm. you're talking to yourself, like – don't stop praying, no. you know, like yeah. that's, that's never the option, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I think I said this on the last podcast, but like, if you do not pray, you will fail. Yes. Like it's guaranteed. You might from an earthly perspective, look like you're mm-hmm. succeeding. Um, and you know, you might have whatever, I mean, fill in the blank. I don't have to fill it in for you, but, um, if you're not praying, like it, it doesn't matter. Like you're yeah. building your house on sand, mm-hmm. you know, you're not building a good foundation where you got to be rooted in the Lord, always rooted and built up in him. Um, so, yeah, that that takes the the form like practically, like you were saying, of just that right order, that reordering of like the Lord first. But then like pay attention, pay attention to the people he puts in your life yeah. in the different, you know, um, 
resources that you have. Um, and then find the kind of prayer that works for you. Yes. You know, because not everyone, <laughs> yeah, not everyone is going to love like the liturgy of the hours or yeah. the rosary or the, you know, divine mercy chaplet. And that's okay. Like, it's beautiful that the church offers so many different forms of prayer um, and devotionals because she understands in the wisdom of the church that we're made up of a bunch of different people, right? Many parts, one body. So don't give up if you're like, well, this person who prays the rosary seems to be really holy Mm -hmm. and like, why? but I don't like praying (laughs) the rosary and I get really distracted. Like, okay, like try it out for a week, right? Give it adequate time. But if you're still like, and be consistent. Um, And even if after that, you're just like, nope, like, okay, try something different, but give it enough time where you can, you know, reasonably say, okay, this is a great tool, but this is not the tool that I need in this season in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And that like seasonality point is important. Um, I think a few episodes ago, so Kelsey and I talked about this and then Father Cassidy and I talked about this at SLS, but like, Kelsey and I were joking about like those college kids who are already like are going to daily mass like at 8 a.m. and who pray a rosary every day and make a whole holy hour or like Mm -hmm. two every day and like have time for Alexio and like they're freshmen. Yes. (laughs) They have the time. (laughs) Yeah, they have the time and they haven't had like, I don't know, a mental breakdown yet (laughs) and like refigured out what they want to do with their life. But like on one end of the spectrum, there's them. And then like on the complete other end of the spectrum, I feel like is a lot more uncomfortable for those of us who come from a background of like I don't know again hating on like the youth ministry model that I came from which is not true it sounds like it but I really do love it um but that idea of like you need to commit to pray for like 15 minutes a day and you need to choose when you're gonna do it and like I don't know that is so good for when you're learning but at some point and maybe it was just hard for me to like, hey, I've graduated from high school. Like, that worked in high school. Like, when am I going to jump free from that and trust myself and trust the Lord in our relationship that I don't need to set a timer for 15 minutes and, like, plan out when I'm going to do it and, like, embrace more of, like, a praying without ceasing kind of attitude rather than the I'm going to make a holy hour and pray the liturgy of the hours and go to mass every single day. Um, like, like you were saying, like, all of these gifts and the options of the church, like, I don't know. It's almost intuitive, like finding freedom after like learning the ropes first, which you need to do. Right. But then, I don't know, it took me a little while to figure out that like I'm not doing it wrong when I like abandon the ropes that I first learned, that I'm just like branching off and like, what do I feel like doing today? Like, what do I want? Like prayer shouldn't be painful (laughs) or like. Could be, but yeah. It could be, but like (laughs) it shouldn't be something that you like despise doing right maybe painful isn't the right word but like you shouldn't like absolutely hate the thought of like oh my goodness i have to pray the liturgy of the hours which unless you've taken a vow to do so you do not have to right um which i talked about with father cassidy that i actually i gave up the liturgy of the hours as like a new year's resolution one year because i was becoming too like i don't know like checking the boxes it was about like getting the hours done and like doing it perfectly um and i feel like this season of my life has been more about like what how do I want to pray today like how is how is my heart like telling me to pray do I want to go to a holy hour like does that sound like the way that I want to speak right now or is it journaling or I don't know like would I rather just go take my guitar and sit in the chapel for an hour or a half an hour or like 10 minutes right yeah yeah so I think what you're what you're getting at the root of that is just like again like intentional. Yes. Right? Like yeah. it, there there is something to be said about a a routine. Yeah. Right? And in establishing that especially when you're first starting off because if you don't you don't really have like an accountability, you've nothing yeah. to like help you build that habit. You know what I True. mean? And it it's really like at the end of the day like Prayer doesn't help your relationship with God. It is your relationship with God. I think that's mm, something Mark Hart like says. Um, like, so there, you don't want to necessarily come to prayer like, you know, I have to do this or, you know, and when you're first starting off, that might be how it feels. So I'm not saying if, you know, you're just starting to try and form a habit of prayer and that's kind of been your reaction, like, okay, you're building yeah. a muscle. Like, of course, yes. it's going to be hard. It's going to be sore, but like, 
you know, the, the question you got to ask yourself is, is this worth it? Mm. You know, if, if you are striving for sainthood, that's, that's the goal, the goal, right? And, and saints are, like we said before, are sinners who keep trying, but it, it's also like they're just people who are striving to fall in love with the Lord and bring as many people with them as they can. Yes. Like that's what it is. It, it's if you focus on that and you focus on like my goal is ultimately heaven, but it doesn't st- start when I die. Like I can have heaven here, even if things are really hard because things will still be hard. Yes. Like you'll still endure trial and stuff. And, um, yeah. but the, the point is, is that relationship. And so the question becomes um, with all the beautiful forms of prayer that the church provides, how are you going to, how are you being called in this time in your life to grow in that relationship? Because like you were saying, like your, your schedule in high school, yeah. well, it's different than your schedule in college. Mm-hmm. So it maybe it's readjusting that schedule. Um, and, and that can, you know, look a lot of different ways to a lot of different people. Um, so yeah, I would, I would definitely, I would encourage that routine. Um, Cause I think we just do better with routine or at least like without a doubt, like consistency. Yeah. Consistency yeah. has to be the same. So when I say routine, it doesn't necessarily have to be at the same time in the same way every day, but it has to be consistent. Yeah. Um, yeah. cause it, like, like I said, it's like building a muscle. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of want to add to that. Um, this, it's so funny. This just recently came up in my own prayer life. Um, the past couple of days, two things that really fit into what we're talking about of just when it gets difficult or, you know, life, life gets crazy and you don't do what you had planned on doing, or it doesn't look how you expected it to look. Um, there's that temptation to kind of like beat yourself up. Right. I kind of touched on this a little earlier. Um, but I think it's like really, really important and, and something that, um, we all need to kind of be reminded of from time to time that if you're in like desolation or you're just, you know, you're, you think you have had this like awesome encounter and you know exactly the direction you want to go with, with the Lord, but you're like, Oh, I can't like, I'm falling short. Right. Um, please every, like anyone who's listening to this, like, please don't forget your goodness in the midst of your growth. Mm. Right. Like you might be in a hard season where like, the Lord is is bringing up some things that are really tough for, you know, he's tilling the soil of your soul and of your heart so that the the seed that he's going to plant can bear much fruit and it can take root. And then when you bear fruit, like that's how you're going to bring other people. Yeah. Right. Like it's not about a, like a head count. It's not about how many bodies do you got? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's all about your relationship. And like through that, you're going to attract other people. Right. By just living it out and just walking confidently in that. Um so when you're in that that period of growth and it's hard and it hurts to have that soil tilled, like, please, don't forget your goodness. Yes. Don't forget your goodness in yeah. that. Um, and also, if you're not willing to struggle, right, if you're not willing to, to go there, this was something I was personally convinced of, of like, I'm just really getting into um, fasting mm-hmm. and like very intentional fasting in, in different ways. Um something I was never really good at, you know, um, but something that is so, so important to the spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Um, I I guess one of the things that I was kind of reminded of um, was like, if I want to be holy, holiness looks like crucified love. It's mm-hmm. sacrificial, right? But I'm not willing to to sacrifice in small ways. If I'm not willing to be crucified in small things, I'm not going to be able to be crucified with him in the big things. And all those little no's or those little sacrifices when united to the Lord and to his, his um, passion bears fruit in ways that you might never see, right? Yeah. And you could be offering it for your family member who's far from the church or whatever. Um, but they're also like training. It's training for you to be able to say that big yes and to, to be crucified in the big things. Um, and it trains you in like the school of trust mm-hmm. with the Lord and the school of love. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So regular prayer, <laughs> fasting, <laughs> don't forget your goodness and the fact that you are good 
because you were made good and because the Lord calls you good, not because you're achieving something. Yes. Yeah, that's actually mm, – so that's been something. Another balance that I've been thinking about recently um, – I know you and I have had these conversations before, but like it frustrates me a lot when people like are like, oh, like you must be fine. You're doing fine because look at all these things you're doing. Like, mm -hmm. look at you, you valedictorian or whatever. And I'm like, ah, I'm falling apart. Right. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I've been thinking about it recently and just like having such good friends like affirming me and like. I don't know. There's a difference between a compliment and an affirmation. And I feel like an affirmation um, presumes that someone knows a little bit more about you or, like, is, like, connected to you in the Lord and, like, knows that you're good because you're made good. Right. Um, and they have some authority in saying that. Um, but anyway, why? Why can't I think? Ah! Um, oh, okay. So you'll know, like, a, a good tree by the fruit it bears right. and bearing good fruit. Um I don't know, I've kind of been pondering how, like, if you kind of flip the equation around a little bit, like, okay, so am I, like, asking yourself, am I putting out good fruit? Like, mm. are my actions in, like, small, like you were talking about, like, small crucified love, like, my interactions with the people around me, my friends, my roommates, um, my professors, like, is that good fruit? Are the assignments that I'm putting out are, like, my interactions with people I love? Um, even bigger things, like, a podcast like right. things like this like yeah. am I putting good fruit into the world and then when there are times that you doubt um if you are truly like reaching for sainthood or like am I even getting anywhere close like I don't know am I good enough kind of in this catholic culture where you look around and you see so many beautiful human beings who are just like radiating joy and like you're just like I just want to be like you right. like that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. thing and wondering, like, am I good? And then taking a look around being like, well, if I'm putting out good fruit, then, like, I must at least be a half-decent tree. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> half-decent tree. I love half it. Half-decent tree. All right. There's our episode I'm just title. just a little shrug. <laughs> yes. Um, but, like, kind of working in reverse when you can't see. I don't know. Like, when you're struggling to see that, like, I am made good, mm -hmm. um, kind of working backwards. Yeah. I don't know. That's a thing that I've been thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Look at, yeah, look, it's it's right, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. So, like, even looking back for me on the Camino and stuff to think, like, um, you know, if I hadn't got that correction, mm -hmm. stop seeking my disciples more than you seek me, like, I wouldn't be able to produce, like, the Lord would not have been able to produce the fruit through me. Because let's, let's be real, he, he brings the um the yeah. outcome he brings the fruit mm -hmm. right he's just asking for our yes and that's something that um is always important to remember too it's it's not it can be intimidating um to to try and strive for sainthood and um because we we have those beautiful stories of the saints that we yes. have and you're like yeah that's sweet i could never do that <laughs> i was like yeah. they were probably thinking the same thing as you mm -hmm. right they were probably thinking like there's no way that like um I have what it takes and like we we don't like mm -hmm. it's it's all the Lord you know and all it takes is like that yes and that yes in the little things every single day not in like all right Lord show me like your five-year plan and I'll <laughs> like do it it's like he's not going to he's yeah. gonna show you the next step and then mm -hmm. the next step and it's gonna come through your everyday life so that when you hit those moments of like desolation or you feel like you're at that glass ceiling you can look back and be like but I'm, I'm so much farther. Like the Lord yeah. has brought me so much farther mm -hmm. um, than I was, you know, a year ago. Um, so yeah, never, never forget that in, in those moments that, that are difficult, that like the Lord is working in powerful ways and we just don't always see it, but that doesn't change the truth that the Lord is working yeah. in powerful ways. Mm, so true. I, I have two thoughts on that, both related to journaling and journals of saints. Mm. So like what you said about the saints, like, of course, they didn't think about themselves that way. They weren't like, I am such a good tree because yeah. I have <laughs> such good fruit. Right. I am no little shrub. Like, right. Mother Teresa thought she was like a twig, a branch. Like right. she thought so like lowly of herself. She knew that she was a beloved daughter. But like, I don't, I'm currently reading her letters and come be my light. Oh, um, that book. Yes. Um. And just, like, 
I don't know, like she didn't see those qualities about herself, but other people did. Um, and I think it's helpful for her and for like St. Faustina's diary um, and probably a handful of others, but to see their like doubts and to see their right. doubts about themselves and like, I don't know, like not thinking that they're going to become saints one day. Um, because so often when we tell like, I don't know, I just had a newspaper meeting last night and we always have a saint of the issue. And so we like, I don't know, it's, it's typically a somewhat obscure saint sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but in recapping their life, like what do you tell about their story? You tell like all the crazy, wild, insane things that they did that are so good. Like you only tell about the good fruit. Right. Um, you don't tell about what they thought they were producing, what they thought they were putting out in the world. Um, which brings me to another tangent about your whole like growth um, point. But I, I was at St. Clement's the yeah. other day, yeah. um, Eucharistic Shrine in Boston, and I was looking through my journal. I've had the same journal. It's a thick journal mm -hmm. <laughs> for a few years. I think since the last time we went to Haiti, yeah. I started it. I was like, it looks that. familiar. Yes. Yeah. yeah um, it's been dropped in the Dead Sea. Um, yes, it has Dead Sea mud on the back, Love but that's it. fine. Um, I was reading through, and I've always been someone who likes to like look back and read through my like journal entries, um, and it's a prayer journal, and like looking back at what my relationship with the Lord looked like in different times, and it is affirming to see like where I've been and where I've come from and like where I am now. Um, but I often felt bad, or I found myself feeling bad in St. Clement's the other day that I was like spending this time that I'd like fought Boston traffic to get all the way to St. Clement's. <laughs> Which and, is a feat for those who don't oh live in Boston and goodness. don't know. Oh, yes. It's ridiculous. So bad. I'm like, why are you honking at me? Like, just stop. Um, but I made it there and, like, fought with the parking meter and, like, got myself there. And I'm like, why am I wasting my time, wasting my time, in quotation right. marks, looking through my journal and, like, rereading entries from, like, two years ago? Like, why? What? What is the purpose? Like, past is done like what am I doing here um but then I don't know the whisper of the Holy Spirit like God is just as much in the past as he is in the present and in the future right. so like I was finding like memories and lessons and things that people had told me um back like that I'd forgotten about from journal entries that were speaking to me in a new way and like were just as powerful as I don't know I don't know why I thought that like whatever was new that God was somehow going to reveal himself to me in that hour of prayer. Like, I don't know why I thought that whatever was new was going to be more powerful than me looking back. Mm. Yeah. Because he's just as much in the past. Right. Like, I don't know. I should know that theology major. Like he, he transcends time, but like he is in those entries and working through those entries just as much as the entry that I would have written in that time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that I mean we see that in the church too of like we we reread the yes. stories all the time because yeah. it is important to remember. Mm -hmm. And I think um in a world that's constantly changing, it's almost like it encourages us to forget. Yes. Right? Every, yeah. Almost like that instant gratification of like here's the new thing, like don't think about the old thing anymore or if you do only in yeah. a negative light. Like, oh, I remember when, you know, my phone was so slow or my mm -hmm. computer was so slow or you know, um, even the party culture, like so yeah. often the reason that people are doing that is to escape something or to um, forget something. Mm -hmm. And so there's there seems to be this this tendency within our society to really just like don't think about the past. Don't you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just keep keep focused on the next thing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but the church reminds us like it's important to remember you know yes. we remember the saints there are different feast days like this particular day when we're reporting the co the podcast it's the the feast of saint agatha right yeah and it's like she died in the third century like why are we still remember you know what i mean like there's there's this tendency in the church to like don't forget your roots yes don't forget where you've come from mm -hmm. um and another thing i wanted to comment on you we've been touching on it here and there and it's it's definitely something that i've seen uh, a turn in the tide at least within um, like the the Catholic society or podcast or however you want to phrase that, yeah, um, is there is a growth in authenticity. Yes, and I think that's important. Um, I think especially when you're talking about the subject of sainthood, it's easy to compare, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and to be like, I'm not as good as this person or that person. Or, you know, we were joking earlier, you know, about freshmen having all the time to pray <laughs> and, you know, comparing yourself yeah. to that. But um, I I am very encouraged to see, like, within Catholic circles, there is this, this growth and authenticity mm-hmm. um, because that is – that gives other people permission. You know, I say this, um, to my, my high school students a lot, um, that they need to walk it out, right? Like you've got the tools or, or, um, you know, you, you know, now you have the information and like, now it's time for for you to walk it out, especially the confirmation students, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're now an adult in the church and their biggest hesitation is always like, the opinions of other people, yeah, right, or like the the perceptions of other people. Like, how are they, how am I going to be perceived? Am I going to be that church kid? Am I going to be the few that you know the group of few practicing Catholics like you experienced in high school? But like, honestly, like run anyways. Yeah, run the race, even if no one else is running with you, and give them something worth following. Because when you step out and you step out in your identity as a beloved son or a beloved daughter, or you step out um, just in standing up for the the church and, uh, of course, like always in charity, always in love, um, you give other people permission. Because yes. odds are there are people that are on the sidelines that yeah. were standing next to you when you were on the sidelines that believe the same thing as you but are too afraid to step out. Mm-hmm. And when you step out, you give other people permission. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, authenticity and like just running has been something on my heart since SLS. And like the idea of like, I have nothing to lose. Right. Like literally nothing. Literally nothing. Everything to gain and nothing to lose. But like, I don't know, Father Sisha and I were talking about this, but like you've known joy, you've known deep suffering, you've known sorrow. Like what, what can life actually throw at you? Like- I don't know. Right. You, If you have this deep place of trust and surrender and you're trying to make it deeper, like, what do you actually have to lose? And I feel like we're so, I don't know, we definitely crave authenticity. And I feel like even in the, like, I hate to call it a bubble. It's not really a bubble, but, like, Catholic media. Yeah. Um, like, the people who are getting, like, followers and, like, the podcasts that are popular and stuff like that, like, I know we've talked about it like five minutes ago, but Tommy Ty's SDP, like that's about Catholicism and mental health. People want to have those conversations. Um, so like it's attracting followers because there's a need there. Right. Um, and people like Father Cassidy who are tweeting about like the authentic life of what being a young priest looks like. Right. Um, people, people are craving that. Um, and if you give people a little door, um, I don't know, it's just so beautiful. Even like little mentions some of my most, I don't know what the right adjective is, but like proud podcast moments have been the little moments where we like slipped in opportunity for authenticity. Like I remember the the Repentance Submit episode, um, Tommy recommended fasting, but immediately being a therapist, he slipped in right after like only if it's safe for you to do so. Right. Like only right. if you're not in recovery from an eating disorder, like only if it is medically safe for you to fast, then I recommend it. And we had a... a short little exchange which carried on to his podcast afterwards but like people jumped on that like people started commenting and dming me and like that little window of authenticity like i don't know people need it and they crave it um and i find myself questioning like i don't know when we were just talking about desolation like why are we not we talk about these things as if they're not us but like i don't know i feel like so us they're so us literally in it right now yeah like podcast listeners pray for me yeah (laughs) I don't think I have heard the voice of God in years. Like, I have not been in consolation for years. And that doesn't need to stop me. But, like, by saying that out loud, like, I don't know, people need to hear that. Like, you do not need to hear the voice of God every single day. Right. Um, you don't need to be like, Daddy's little princess. Like, oh, what do you want me to do today, Lord? And he's like, I want you to do whatever. Like, that, I don't know. And that's back to the, like, authentic lives of the saints um, that we only hear, like, the highlight reel. Like, I feel like hot take, but the original Instagram is like the lives of the saints, right? Yeah. You only see the highlight reel. Right. And Kelsey and I talked about this a little bit on the Ask Olivia episode, but like, I don't know. I really, really hope that if we become saints, like, and if we become like canonized or remembered and for any period of time that like, 
I don't know. Our stories don't live on like that. Yeah. Like, I want people to know about the darkness and the desolation and the struggle Absolutely. and the hurt. Like, I don't know. Like, don't don't do the highlight reel thing. It's not fair to anyone. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely that, that authenticity is so needed. But I do also want to put, like, a little disclaimer in there of, like, authenticity so often will will invite you mm-hmm. um, to share parts of your story that are really difficult. Um, and I would, I would caution that your story is sacred. Yeah. And it's not to be shared with everyone. It's back to this balance thing. Right. Again. It's that balancing, yeah. right? Like don't throw pearls before swine, right? Yeah. There are definitely people like, trust me, like everyone has a layer of suffering, you know, no one is immune to it, myself included. And there are parts of my story that I do feel called to share. Yeah. Um, and I, I share them in the right moments with mm-hmm. the right people in the right context um, because someone out there needs to hear your story. Yes. But your story should always be a way that gl- it should be told in a way that glorifies the Lord. So don't yeah. like, I'm not saying lie, like yeah. don't fabricate something or, you know, mm-hmm. change a detail or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I am saying like, understand that your story is sacred. It's not for everyone. And I would encourage, like, if it's something that's difficult, because you can also share, like, glory stories, right? Like, ha- happier things that have happened in your life. Um, but to always make sure that you are in a place where there is a, a level of healing that you've received through, you know, if it's if you need professional help, like, oh, my goodness, like, praise the Lord, we have professionals who have dedicated their lives to, yeah. to the whole, uh, to seeking wholeness within individuals where where ruptures have happened like oh my gosh take advantage of that there's no shame there do it it's Mm -hmm. amazing right um so make sure there is a level of wholeness but the other thing too and this transcends i think across everything we've talked about today um is remember that you don't have to have it all together to be all in yes um you don't have to be like your idea of a saint to start living like a saint or to start to start that ministry to start that you know um instagram uh account that's solely devoted to whatever ministry or the podcast or the youtube channel or you know whatever pick pick your pick your uh strategy um just remember you don't have to have it all together to be all in you should probably just be all in first yes yeah yeah that just that i'm gonna quote that that's gonna make (laughs) Have you seen the little, like, Instagram graphics that I've done recently yes. with the calligraphy? Love Back it. to the calligraphy. Love the calligraphy. Um, not in the To the Heights font. Must in my own handwriting. the calligraphy. Yes. Um, I was just checking my notes to see if there's anything else we have. Um, the last thing I had written was just, Sainthood, all capital letters, make heaven crowded. Amen. But, amen. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have. Um, is there anything else that we – I don't know. I guess I, I just really wanted to talk about sainthood and, like, this – this burning desire, this all in, this I have nothing to lose. Um, and just kind of take like a, a pause after interviewing so many people because regardless of what they're doing, like, I don't know, the reason why I started the podcast was to have conversations with these people who have something special about them um, and recognizing that the thing that makes them special is their like fire for sainthood um, and their fire for Christ and just this like, I don't know, you can see it in their their face and their eyes and how they live. Um, and how other people talk about them. But we've had so many different guests who are each doing very, very different things. Yeah. Um, and they all have the same themes and they all talk about the same things in very different ways. Like even we had a weird coincidence this week when we're recording. So like the week before this episode, um, we had a Catholic artist, John Folly, an oil painter. And he like he just wanted to talk about beauty. And so we did. Yes. And the need oh, for preach. beauty in the world. That's been um, my other soapbox recently. Yes. And apparently those podcasts too, because the week before that, Nell O'Leary from Blessed As She yeah. was on. Um, and her episode was titled Beauty Is Not a Stop Sign, which is just like, uh, I loved th- that quote from her so much. And like, I don't know, like the sacramental vision and like Ronner's liturgy of the world and like theology person got very excited Um, out over that stuff yeah oh and i thought about you the other day um the remember the time that you went to the mfa and then you were like i need to go to saint clement's afterwards i did that the other day (laughs) because like (laughs) 
art is supposed to serve a purpose. Like beauty is supposed to draw you not into itself, but to point elsewhere and to point upward. Right. Um, yeah. And I was like going through like the Catholic art section and I was like, ah, I need Jesus. Yeah. Now I need to go sit with the Lord. Yes. And I did that. And I, I drew my own art instead. Um, Beautiful. Thank you. Yes. I feel like I talked about that on the podcast or maybe I was just ranting to someone earlier, but like never be ashamed of like, there is no right way to prayer journal. Mm, yeah. And if you want oh my to gosh, doodle. Because I can't draw. So like <laughs> if the only way to do it was through beautiful artwork, <laughs> oh, I would be in trouble. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like it doesn't, there's such a pressure on both ends of the spectrum to make art beautiful and like having the capacity to like draw but then like feeling the pressure that every time I need to put a pen to paper, it needs to look like something that could hang in a show. Mm. Like that is such a pressure, but knowing that like sometimes art doesn't need to like make sense and like just letting like him control the brush in my hands. And like, I don't know, some of the things in my prayer journal just like make no sense. And it's a bunch of lines and like kind of figures and right. it just happens. Um, so beauty doesn't, beauty doesn't need to be like Renaissance artwork. Right. But. And it, sorry, I know we're like over time, so I'm going <laughs> to yeah. make, make this short. Um, but something you said, it reminded me too of like with beauty and with sainthood and stuff like um, that scripture verse of like out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth mm. speaks. So going back to like, you know, that community that you build around yourself or those voices, right? Those disciples that you listen to, like be very aware of yes. that. Um, like what are you surrounding yourself with? What are you putting into um, into your heart, mm-hmm. right? You know, anything like um, the kind of music you listen to or the shows you watch. And I'm not saying like only do Catholic things. Like there is, you can find beauty, you can find Christian yeah. undertones and a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but just be aware, just always be aware of that. And and again, with, you know, beauty, what, what are you taking in? Yeah. Because um, it will help your, what you take in, right? What you water is going to influence your fruit. Mm. So the kind of, the kind of water you take in, if it's, if it's clear or if there's a little <laughs> bit of dirt in it or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what kind of minerals are in your water? <laughs> yeah. Like is going to influence the kind of fruit you produce. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And that the water analogy and the abundance of the heart reminds me my first year at discipleship week. Um, I remember the closing talk of like the whole week, which like that week just like, changed my life and I think was my first taste of like what do I have to lose mm-hmm. like I want to be all in um and it takes so many iterations of that and I feel like we get so frustrated that like like how many retreats is it gonna take yeah. for me oh just gosh. to like go back home and actually do this um but like you're not rewinding and like going back to square one like each retreat builds on the next and right. that's so beautiful but the closing talk father Matt Williams gave um what a guy I know <laughs> he should be on the podcast oh yeah um but it was about, um, I'm sure they've used it at Discipleship Week since, but the glass and like saints are the ones who operate in the overflow. Yeah. So if your glass, if your soul is like a glass of water, um, like what are you filling it with? And are you filling, filling it like, I don't know, overflowing. So when you're giving away and like draining away to give to other people, um, are, are you draining yourself down or do you have so much to give that you're operating in the overflow? You're giving away the overflow and you right. always remain whole yourself, right. which I think was also probably like that week was so impactful because it was the first time that I saw so many people in the same space who were operating out of the overflow. And like you could tell that, I don't know, like they were meant to be doing what they were doing and meant to be like giving and they had like stuff to give they had water right to overflow and to give to us um and just like the joy that they radiated was so beautiful yeah amen amen yeah all right i think that is all i have um now i should now i should be the official podcast person and like direct people in places um <laughs> that made no sense i'm sorry <laughs> what um uh all right so uh mind do things so grexley.com is where you can find the podcast that's what i meant (laughs) it's been a long day but these are my favorite types of podcasts like Mm -hmm. i i like the chit chatty like i don't know there is a place this is authentic this is where it is people this is where we're at yeah two cups of coffee and long art classes this is what you got (laughs) yeah that's like earlier today i (laughs) dear i've been saying yo dude in front of different (laughs) sentences which like reflects like my mental state maybe but also I didn't like it didn't occur to me that I say that all the time like when I 
go to text you, I'll be like, yo, dude, can you do whatever? <laughs> dude, check this out. Yeah. yeah. But like, do, I don't often let the yo, dude, like I have a yo, dude filter. Like I don't let that like get out. I don't let it fly all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's only, only on those special only occasions. Only on those special occasions. So I texted Sarah Ryan the other day and she was like, are you okay? You just said yo, dude. And then I started saying it in person because I feel like people should get like, I don't know, people are alarmed when they hear like little Olivia saying like, yo, dude. Like, I am a, a chaotic mess of, like, creativity and, like, I don't know. Can't hold it back. Yeah. Yo, dude. Yo like, dude. just say, yo, dude. Get on your level. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this has been wonderful chatting to you, Michaela. It, I'm so glad that you came back and you should come back more often. Yes. Yes. I would love to. Um. All right. Grexley.com is where you can find the podcast. Um, Patreon.com slash Grexley is where you can find that Grexcast that we were talking about. Um, as well as our um, merch shop. That's the word, merch, um, with the nice, very nice mountain goat um, mug and T-shirts and stuff like that. Um, I always appreciate goat gifts online. Mm. You can use hashtag goats. That's the, that is a totes, thing now. Totes the goats. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Goat gifts and cute baby gifts are the way to cheer me up on Twitter. Um, and for those of you who remember, I'm still wildly in love with otters. So yes. if you would love to send me an otter, otter. gift yes. or an otter gift, both are accepted. <laughs> yes. Send them to me and I will pass them right along. <laughs> um, if you have someone who you think fits this like description of sainthood and holiness, um, someone who is reaching to the heights that we've been talking to or talking about, um, there is now a nomination form up Ooh. on grexley.com. So if you go to grexley.com and click on like the To the Heights thumbnail um it should be the first one if you scroll down all the way or go to the side there is a nomination form so you can put in um their name your contact information their contact information if you have it and why you think that they should be featured onto the heights which is exciting and i've gotten lots of lots of recommendations most of the people come from like recommendations from other people and stuff like that which is super super cool um as always you can find us at to the heights ctv on instagram facebook and twitter and yeah, I think that's all I got. Love it. Go be this a saint. This was so much fun. This was so much fun. All right. Thank you, Michaela. Keep on reaching to the heights and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>